This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. This evening we have Dr Malcolm Lindsay from Environs Kimberley's Kimberley Nature Project here to talk to us a little bit about the incredible work that's been happening recently around bilbies. Welcome, Malcolm. Thank you very much. It's just the start of a project we think is going to be a great project. We're um, Environs Kimberley. We're working closely with uh, WWF and Kimberley Land Council. Sorry, WWF. Sorry, it's not uh, the Wrestling Federation. No, it's Worldwide Fund for Nature. Good. So the, the panda bear that everyone's seen. So, yeah, so we've been working with Worldwide Fund for Nature and Kimberley Land Council to put together a bit of a Kimberley Regional Bilby project because... Ooh. Yeah, bilbies are a threatened species and there's lots of management effort to try and protect them in Queensland and all these places or in Australia. But there's still very little known about bilbies in the sandy desert and in the Kimberley. So we thought that with the fantastic network of rangers that we have through the Kimberley, that there's a great opportunity to utilise um, their terrific work and their terrific local knowledge to try and basically bring together a bit of a regional understanding of bilbies. Bilbies are opportunistic feeders, so the type of habitat and type of food they require really differs depending where they are in Australia. There has been some research elsewhere which might apply in the Kimberley, we just don't know until we actually go out there and see are they eating the same things or not. Are they related to the bilbies we get in the the centre? So, yeah, by us stringing together field work with a range of ranger groups all across the um, desert areas of the Kimberley, so um, the Great Sandy, Northern Great Sandy and up around Guniandi, Walmanjari, Paraku, Nyingdamangla, Nyudara, Garajari, Nyulnyul and Yaru. They're the sort of groups we're hoping to talk to where bilbies are still relatively common, we think. Um, then working with those rangers and working with a lot of the local traditional owner communities um, who've seen bilbies or know where they used to be, we can start to get an idea about their habitat. You were telling me before that recently you found a few new populations of bilbies? Yeah, so we've done one of our first trips, a um, bit of a pilot trip with some of the methods and stuff, and that was out in Guniandi country. So for those people who don't know, that's kind of um, east of Fitzroy Crossing, the area of the country there. Um, and we went out there with the fantastic Guniandi rangers, who are a great, great bunch. And we went out to some of the stations around Nyumban Cliffs and basically looked for bilbies out there. And and we, um, we hooked up with the local... TO there, Claude Carter, who was very knowledgeable about that country. And basically, he showed us some areas where he's seen bilbies in the past. And then we just started from there and started just looking around. And and luckily enough, we found about four different sites that have fresh bilby signs. I guess on that point about linking in with, with Claude Carter is that, you know, there has been a lot of talk about the closure of Indigenous communities in WA. And it's something that's worth pointing out that from terms of biodiversity and conservation, it's actually critical for our work to have people out there in the communities with an eye on the country. So the fact that Claude lives out there on his country in that community means that he's seen bilbies and he knows where they are, and that's the reason we could have found them, because we had him out there. So that's actually one thing that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of ramifications if these communities are closed, and one of them actually will be on biodiversity conservation. That's an important point to make, and I think that's something that really needs to be drawn more into the public, that it's not just about the amount of money that communities cost to run. I mean, communities perform all kinds of functions, not just for the people that live there, but for the rest of the country and for biodiversity. Malcolm, you were also telling me that um, recently there's been exciting bilby discovery relatively 
close to home, actually, although Goody Andy country is also close to home. Yeah, um, it's close to some people's home. Um, yeah, well, there's actually been some recent sightings of bilbies very, very close to the Broom Township. I can't, unfortunately, uh, disclose the uh, location of the sightings, um, but... Yeah, there actually are bilbies that have seen really close and there frequently are sightings of bilbies and that people see in particular around um, OTC and around TIP and are on the way out to 12 Mile. There's frequently bilbies seen. And recent surveys that were done in conjunction with um, uh, repaving the Cape Levesque Road, um, there was bilby burrows as well seen um, in that survey. So, Do you think most people realise that the bilbies are actually all around us just about, um, even if we don't see them that often? A lot of people don't. They are around there, and luckily, we're lucky enough to have them around us a lot more frequently than they are in other places. You know, bilbies are never in high, high densities because um, they have large territories and they're kind of semi-nomadic. And them being nocturnal means that you actually rarely see them unless you, you know, spotlight them on a road at night. What is the um, endpoint of the the research when you have a lot of beautiful maps showing bilby habitat? Yeah, so obviously it's important to do something with the information that we're collecting and and we're really hopeful that this information will help guide a lot of the land management that's occurring and conservation management that's already occurring in Kimberley. So the main threats for bilbies in in the northern sandy desert in the Kimberley mainly are predation from things like cats um, and changes to their habitat in particular from fire. So through this research we're hoping to find out what is key important bilby habitat and what their key food resources are and how that links to fire. So hopefully from that, and we're already getting a bit of an idea that, for instance, they like in, in Guniandi country, they like old, unburnt, spinifex country. If that's the case, then all of a sudden that can link into a lot of the Aboriginal um, range groups who are out there doing great work and, and the management they're doing. So through this research, if we can say, oh, well, bilbies like this sort of habitat, they like this sort of fire history, then all of a sudden the ranges can start burning to increase or to protect that sort of habitat. And that way the rangers can say that, yes, we're burning not just for all the things they're burning for already, such as protecting cultural sites, protecting bush tucker, etc. but they can say that, yes, we're also doing great firework, which is specifically helping the bilbies. What we think is going to be the most um, likely answer is that what is really good habitat and what's really good fire burning for bilbies is the same for other threatened species such as mulgra, but is also the same for other species such as important cultural species such as bush turkey. So that, yes, you're going to be doing fire management and that's going to help bilbies, but at the same time you're going to be helping a lot of the other desert species because, of course, a lot of these desert species have evolved under similar conditions so often they will like similar conditions and the conditions that have been prevailing, you know, recently, which, you know, haven't really occurred um, for a long time. These large, hot, wide-scale fires, which you know have only really been occurring for 20 or 30 years, um, that's just not what the environment that a lot of these species have evolved in and, and, and really cope with. So, doing this work and using the bilby in some ways, some ways as an umbrella species, will also help us um, protect some of the other desert species that are out there. Thanks, Malcolm, so much for telling us about the great work that Kimberley Nature Project is doing with bilbies. Sounds like it's exciting times. It sure is. Go bilbies.